Welcome to Real Talk Business Conversations. Um, this is another co-hosted episode with Angela. This is our last episode of the season. I know. Fast. I know. We do seven episodes a season, and then we have a month break here, and then we'll pick right back up in October, I bet. Yep. Early October. Yes. We started this podcast because we caught ourselves talking about things that we've seen in the news about business advice, and it's a lot of information overload without any actionable things of what to do in a clear, concise way, especially for women in business. We were reading stuff and they were great, like in LinkedIn does a newsletter, Incorporated Magazine, Harvard Business Review, all of the big name stuff, but it wasn't really applicable to women. Where am I trying to go with this, Angela? I just think it was a very um, broad perspective that it wasn't weighing the pros and cons to like actually using it in the workforce. Yeah, the so, real world. The it's kind of like world. reading a textbook yeah. and then being like, okay, great. I got this college degree. I passed these tests in the perfect world of this textbook, but now what do we do? And how do I apply it? Right. And so that is the goal of... This Real podcast. talk business conversations for women. Yep. We both are in executive roles in business. I've been in business 16 years. I'm now the president of a multi-million dollar international brokerage company where I strategically run and create a quality brand of a brokerage company. And Angela is the director of internal operations. She does HR and marketing and which we've talked about a lot in this podcast, you completely turned around a toxic culture into an amazing culture to celebrate. I just finished our best places to work survey and I felt so much pride putting that together because of our culture. And that was all pioneered by Angela. She had a vision, implemented it, all oh, little hearts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's truly amazing how a strong culture really changes a lot of stuff in business. It is a core foundation to your career and business. You are never going to have an amazing career in a bad culture. Never. Never. And it doesn't matter how skillful you are, knowledgeable you are, if the culture is bad, it will not work. It will not work personally and for the company. There's so many things. I mean, we could do a podcast just, just on, on culture. Yeah. Just on that. Just a whole separate podcast. But this is a good segue into what we're going to talk about today as well. Yes. So today we want to talk about what could go wrong about quitting your job every few years. If you Google, should I quit my job every few years? It's a big TikTok trend on how much more money you can make if you quit your job every few years. Yes. No one denies that you can make more money quitting your job because people are going to try to pay to get you. So they're going to pay inflated prices to get you on their team, depending on your resume. But there's so many things that could go wrong with quitting your job every few years. There's the short term and the long term um, benefits or pros and cons. So I read an article in LinkedIn and I think we should go through these two articles. Yes. The first article is, if you want to make more money, quit your job every two years. 
And they essentially said that there was a study that came out that if you quit your job every two years and start working at another company, you will double your income from other employees that stay loyal to companies. So if you just quit, if you stay at a company for over two years, the study shows that you will be paid 50% less than if you quit your job and job hop every two years. And um, it's, it's right, you will make more money, but it's not all about money. So your career is not all about money, it's about mental health too. Right, there are things that have a value and things that are invaluable, but I think to go to this point of that 50% less if you stay for two years or 50% more if you change is short-term gains. Yes. Right. And all I can kind of think of, and I reference pop culture all the time, but like the Lucky Charms logo with the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, it's like, all right, you sh you jumped to that new job, but then it's just that pot of gold and you don't really know long term what's going to happen after that. So are you sprinting or are you going to pace yourself throughout your career? And I think that's what these articles aren't talking about. They're talking about right. the short term. Uh, financial gain and that's it just money financial right they're saying if you want to double your income quit your job every two years and they're not even talking about your mental health are you happy at your current culture just like what we were talking about earlier about how important a culture is are you happy at your do you have a positive culture now chances are you're taking a huge risk quitting your job and going to another company because you don't know if that's a horrible culture you will not figure that out in the interview. There's there's some things out there that you can see like red flags that kind of tell you maybe this is a bad culture, but you don't know. It might be a great culture for someone else, but it just doesn't fit your value system. So it's a bad culture for you. Other ones are benefits. Yeah. That's not always about the money. There's really good benefits. There might be better flexibility. Everybody thinks that they have great flexibility at the company that they work at. So if you ask a company, hey, are you flexible? You're leaving it up to them to respond with their definition of flexibility. So your definition of flexibility might be, hey, can I work from home three days a week? Their flexibility is, oh yeah, we'll let you leave early at four o'clock, but you still have to be in the office Monday through Friday. Right. But they're not gonna tell you that. They're just gonna say, yeah, we're flexible. Right. It's definitely, I think, uh the hidden traps of companies and every company has one to be fair and it's just a personal uh need of what you want within the company right and this whole thing about quitting every two years uh you don't necessarily get the full picture because this is very transactional if you're right. going to go for money it's a transaction and it's hard right now because inflation is at eight or nine percent and we all right now are feeling the really crunch of not having enough money or feeling like we have enough. Mm -hmm. But uh, Kari and I are definitely here to talk through this and put a lot of like seeds in your head to caution before you make those jumps. Right, because and money will never make you happy. It helps, it will make you have an easier daily life, but it doesn't make you happy. It makes it easier. It just doesn't make you happy. Easy is different than happiness. Yes. So in this article, someone commented, Angela, how long before HR notices the pattern and rejects you based on quitting every two years? Oh, man. I notice it right away. 
I think the reason why is we have built a company around culture and maintaining people that are happy in their career and wanting a sustained career here. So uh, for me, from an HR perspective at our company that is healthy, we not saying other companies aren't, but it is important for me to make sure the person I'm hiring wants to be here long-term. You're not just filling a seat because I wanna fill it. I notice right away. And the things that I notice on a resume with the two-year job hopping, mind you, I see it all the time, like all the time. I see, are you moving from laterally from same job to same job to same job? Then I know you're after the money. Are you job hopping because you wanna gain different skills or wanna get your toes wet in something different related to your industry? Then I don't view it as bad, I should say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, HR, to get back to that question, notices right away why why can this person not hold a job because it's very expensive on a company perspective they are taking a risk on you hiring you and you're taking a risk on them so both parties want this to work so if they think you're going to leave in two years just for money it's it's red flags yeah i would say it is and even on the skill set you can negotiate a higher salary based on skill sets even if you're job hopping And I think you bring up a really good point about the lateral change because technically anywhere you go, you're going to learn new skill sets because maybe they use a different management system or maybe they just do things differently and that's just a new skill set. But really, if you cannot justify in a believable way, HR is generally going to see through it if it's not truly for a skill gained or whatever and think about it in our company we are a mid-level size company think the hr departments in larger corporations oh my gosh we are going through hundreds of resumes and two this is a good thing we kari and i have a podcast regarding how to write a resume and get through on that so i highly recommend looking at that Mm -hmm. to kind of uh (laughs) if your goal is to get hired and your job hopping then go reference that resume podcast but we look at hundreds of these resumes and if there is no notable change and no conviction behind why you're moving other than money yeah it's noticed you can read read between the lines it is there yes exactly so that kind of gets us into personal branding before i get into this next article your personal brand you do not want you only have one shot at your reputation in your career one shot you do not want to mess with that reputation your reputation is worth more than any salary can give you truly because it's actually holding on your entire career so you do not want the reputation especially if you're in an industry or a subset of an industry that's smaller where everybody kind of knows each other you do not want the reputation that you're a job hopper correct that you will go on the express lane of this is the what could go wrong of job hopping every two years you'll be unhirable no one will hire you yes eventually that last high salary at that company that you went for that is your max and the hardest part is you don't know where you tapped out you have no idea 
if this next lateral move is where it ends. Right. As it's far a as rehireability. Yep. What's that called? Russian roulette? Yeah. Where you have like no idea, but you're just going to take this blind chance. Yes. Every job hop, you feel like you're in control. And a lot of these articles say like, take control of your income again. You feel like you're in control, but that's that luck is going to end eventually. Yeah. So I would say definitely job hop if you feel like your skills are not being appreciated, if you feel like you're being underemployed or undervalued, that's all kind of that culture stuff, not just job hopping for the money. Job hop for the money if you feel like you're being underutilized and the company that you're at does not want to give you the opportunity to be utilized for your capability. Right. And same with the culture, you will be able to approach whoever is in charge of salary setting and advocate to your why of your value in um, your salary. Right. So, And the thing is, is you can't say, I just want more money. You do have to be able to give a value as to why. Like, I was an integral role in bringing in this client and being a part of this project that increased revenue by X. Right. Uh, you have to have actionable reasons to why when you're discussing salary, when your current position, yes. why you're worth it. Definitely follow me on Balanced in Pink uh, on Instagram. It's at Balanced in Pink. I have a deep dive into how to ask for a raise and how to build an employee growth plan or your growth plan or career. I don't call it an employee growth plan. I don't know why I just said that. I made that up. <laughs> but it's a career growth plan and it goes through everything that Angela was just talking about and really goes through like how to leverage that. Yes. And that is something actually that a career and leadership coach helps with is how to create one, guide you on it, then checks in to see. That is something that I just did with a past client on how to build a career growth plan. And I asked them, you know, what what are you most proud of? Like, what have you done that you think created a monetary gain at your department or in your company or whatever, and then helps them figure out, okay, here's how we're gonna position this. Here's how we're gonna add this in here. Here's how we're gonna ask for that raise. Um, so that is something that a career coach helps with. So if you are interested in making more money, I think we all are, especially with inflation and everything, investing in a career coach is super, super important. So Absolutely. if you're interested in that, I will link my information in the description and um, you can apply to work with me. I do only take a minimal amount of people just so that I can give a high quality um, experience for everybody that I work with. Yep. That's but uh, let's get into the next article. Yes. Okay. So the next article that I found is on Inc. And it's, I can link these articles in the description if you guys want to see them, but it's how quitting your job could skyrocket your earnings. This one kind of had a flare on to quit your day job and to kind of go off on your own. If that's something that you guys are interested, great article for that. But if you are thinking of quitting your job to make more money, um, this article actually had some good stuff about that. Angela, did you know that 2 million Americans quit their jobs every month? 
I didn't until I read this article, but I believe it from watching what's called like the great job migration of everything that I'm like, obviously there's been a rest in employees. And so there's so much gray area when we're talking about job hopping for salary. Yeah. So no, I didn't know that exact number, but I 100% believe. Right. And there are some really crappy companies out there that take full advantage of employees and work them to their bones and don't appreciate them as people and just look at them as a number. I love that the great resignation showed like, hey, you can't do this to us anymore. We're sticking up for ourselves, which I think is really cool. Yes. I did like the great resignation for that. I don't like it if you're just doing it to make more money because that's just scary to me. I think it highlighted uh, that those that job hop every two years were never fully committed to the job in the first place. They were committed to the pay, the idea of potentially the title, and what it looked like on the outside. Versus, so that's when I was thinking there's a difference between a job and a career. And I think what we're seeing here is the job is that it's not fully a passion. So you're one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. I think that's where it's, I, I think this is what a lot of this is highlighting, the quitting every two years. Right. So in this article, they said you're more likely to get a raise somewhere else. I think that's a play on large numbers. And if you're in the right company, you're going to get a raise and you're going to figure out how your career progression can work at that company. If you don't have that up front, then yeah, maybe there is, um, maybe it is time to find a new position because you're not in the right culture. Right culture. If you don't know how you can grow your career at that company. If they think that you working as a CSR, because that's an entry level job, if they think your end-all be-all at that company is an entry-level job, then yes, you have to move to get to level up your career. That's totally fine. Right. And if that company cannot explain to you, this is also advocating for yourself and having open discussions with your management or who's ever determining your salary. You need to be able to ask, like, what are other ways for me to grow my income within this company outside of my nine to five hours or salary expectations you've set for me? So, for example, in insurance, if you're in sales, you make commission. If you are in different roles, you don't make commission. So you might ask, like, what are positions I could do or not do? But I think I know we're kind of going on tangents in between. But like Kari said, the way it's a conversation. of conversation. I know that's right. <laughs> That there are ways of, there's a way of growing your salary within the current company you're in if you're in the right place and right culture without quitting to to get what I call short-term gains. Right. I agree. So this article gives a strategy. I'm going to read the strategy and I want your opinion. Okay. Okay. Here's the strategy. Plan to quit your job every few years and negotiate a raise at your next job. I'm not sure if that means negotiate during the interview process or plan to negotiate after you get hired. So get hired at an inflated price and then plan to negotiate a raise shortly after that. Spend the time at your job working to improve your skills, make new connections, and then actively update your resume so that you can quit that job and go find another one. 
See, I think this is the point where I was saying that is showing you're not fully committed to that company. You're not fully committed to the job. You're kind of using it as a, a stepping stone. To what To though? what, yeah, exactly. That's my whole point. I do support gaining skills. I do support networking. The more you know, the more you grow. Right. And Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> but updating your resume and everything is like, it, it just feels like a bad relationship. Right. But it doesn't, like, what are you growing towards? Like, what is your end goal? Is it to make $100,000? Uh, but, yeah. and, and newsflash, making $100,000 is not going to be your, it's not going to make you happy. Like I said, no money is going to make you happy if you're in a bad workplace. Until you know your end goal, right? Yeah. Well, what if your end goal is to make 100K? You're right. You don't find happiness in a value of money. Money. Or things. So it's like, what are you chasing? What are you trying to get? If you envision your career going through the stress of quitting your job, meeting new people, starting a first day, like all of that is kind of anxiety provoking, you know, to have to give a resignation. No one feels good having to quit and then having to start a new job. Are people going to like me? Are they not going to like me? This is weird. I have a new commute. I have all new management systems to learn. It's it's a lot of work. We say that at our current company to everyone we onboard and bring on that it will take you a year to feel comfortable in your skills and knowledge that you bring to the table and that we teach you. So, and I feel that's applied to any position you're in. You start really gaining your stride six months in, three to six months, and then you have that additional six months to feel more comfortable. But I truly think in any position after a year is when you're like, all right, I got this. I really got this. Right. So then another suggestion in there is look at the lifestyle you want and set a goal to get there. Love that. That goal is likely bigger than whatever you're earning at your day job. Yeah. And it probably is because that's why it's a goal. Because it's not a goal if, if you currently have it. Is your goal to make more money to escape the job that you're currently in? Probably. So it's like, if I made $100,000, well, then I can go and sit on a beach in Bali. It's right. like, but you're escaping something for a short-term gain. Everything is sounding very short-term to me here. It is. In this hopping. Right. So it sounds like you really need to figure out what do you want out of life? Yeah. What do you want? And then build something off of that. And no new job is going to fix that for you. It's just going to plug a hole and you have a hundred holes in your boat and it's just going to plug one of them. And it sounds a little bit out of touch to be clear here that being like, oh, $100,000 is like, meh. It, that's, that's not what we're saying here. We're using it as a good just number. We can say a million. We can say two million. Right. It will make life easier. Yes. But if you don't know what you're running towards right. or running for, then you're going to continue to leave, live this cyclical existence. And yeah, I know this went like way more existential, but yeah, this two-year hopping just to gain money, you can do it for a short period of time just to keep gaining, but you won't gain much. And that's why it's super important to figure out like, what is your end goal and what do you want? Maybe your end goal is to go off on your own and you need money to do that. 
I wouldn't do it if you don't know what you're hopping to. Yes. So if you're hopping to eventually starting your own company and going off on your own and you need an X amount of money to start up that new company to go off on your own then and skill sets that you can't get at other companies, then do it, but have an end plan. Yeah. Now, if you're doing it just to make a bunch of money and you think that you can do that for the rest of your career, it's not going to work. Nope. Just like the guy said, the comment, when is HR going to figure out that I job hop every two years? And I think HR departments are very much so aware of this, especially from the great resignation AI now is starting to pick up on all these trackers. You can think you can do smoke and mirrors for a period of time, but you can't. It just is, it's there. Exactly. I would say come up with your career growth plan. If you are in a supportive work environment now and you have a strong relationship with your direct manager or boss or leadership, sit down with them and really come up with, hey, what's gonna, well, first come up with what's going to fulfill you in your career. And then sit down with your leadership to see if you can lean into that more if you're not be if you're not leaning into it now. Because that might be why you feel like you need to job hop to is to chase after the more money, like Angela said, was short term. But really there's a lack of fulfillment that is popping up and that might be the root cause of it's like a secondary action to want to job hop or to make more money it's a it's kind of like anger is a secondary reaction to a core problem making more money is a secondary reaction to a core problem which is usually linked to fulfillment yes and it's not communicating your goals or understanding what you want that is all that gray area. I call it gray area. Lots of exactly. people call it different things. But Kari, you said it absolutely perfectly that eventually you're going to tap out on gaining that quick quick salary growth and doubling your money. But that doubling of money will not feel like you want it to feel without knowing exactly what you want. Exactly. There are miserable people that are millionaires. Absolutely. And there are incredibly happy people that are scraping by every day. And it's different for everybody. It's different for everyone's goals are different, things they want. It does not. Right. It's very individual. And accumulating more things is also stressful because you have more things to manage. So being minimalist is also super uh, in my old age. (laughs) (laughs) But it is true. I mean, really, yes, I just want to purge things because it just stresses me out because it's just more stuff. Yeah. I think think we hit on everything. I would really encourage you to do some soul searching on what do you want? Yes. What do you want out of life? What do you want out of your career? Yes. What's going to fulfill you? What's going to make you feel proud of yourself every day? Yeah. And that we are not saying don't go for the increased salary if you know what your goal is that you're trying to get to in the end. We also are encouraging to go to a different job if you are in a toxic culture. Um, But we also then on the flip side of the coin are cautioning you before taking that quick cash to really 
really have a plan. Right. Have a plan. Or job hop, kind of going to the skills that you were talking about. If you need to acquire a new skill to get you to a goal that you have and the current company cannot give you that skill, you have to. You have to. You, yeah. That is a good strategic move on your part to change positions or to change jobs or companies if you need to acquire a new skill set that you can't get at your current company. Yep. Yeah. I started Balanced in Pink to give back to women in business, to help women in business uh, take on more challenges, discover that they are capable of being in the room where decisions are made if that's what you want to do and really feel fulfilled and that you can have a very prosperous career and love what you do while being a woman in business. Yes, we go through a lot of shit as women in business, but it is it can be extremely fulfilling. And I wanted a way to give back to women to help them discover their own passion, combat burnout, and get a seat at the table where decisions are made, which is why Balanced in Pink exists. So if you are looking for a support system, I am here for you. I'm also building out some group coaching, online courses, stuff like that to help you really get the skills and tools to grow your career and find that passion again in what you do. And then we started Real Talk Business Conversations to help with that too. That's kind of an extension of Balanced in Pink to give back in a different platform on things that you can do and perspectives to help you grow your career. So thank you for listening. It truly means a lot to us. Thank you. And subscribe. That is the best way to help support our podcast is to share this with your coworkers, to share it with your friends. And to subscribe to the podcast. Yes. See you for season three. Yes. Bye.